We are Abe and Martha Cherian, and we are entrepreneurs living in Austin, Texas. We are a couple in life and business with four children from the ages of 12 to 19. Our kids have never seen us working a regular job outside of the house. And we've been doing online businesses since 1999, and we love it. How do we do it? By focusing on one passion project at a time and investing our time and efforts into multiple cash flow generating businesses. The reason we decided to do a podcast is to help other entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs be intentional with their businesses and to achieve freedom from working a traditional job. Intention is a force in the universe that allows the act of creation to take place. Join us, Abe and Martha Cherian, on our weekly talk where we discuss about creating an abundant life and business with the sheer power of intention. Welcome to Intentional Entrepreneurs. We are happy to have you here. Hello, everyone. This is podcast number four, and the topic that we're going to be talking about today is five things to do if you want to fail at online business. <laughs> If you want to fail on it, okay. Well, that's a negative spin on, on it, but you can also put it as a positive spin as well. well we Five better. things you must do. <laughs> well, we better to, put it on a positive spin. To learn and progress in your business. And then not be in business. <laughs> okay. And not be in business. Exactly. For long. All right. For long. All right, so I'm going to let you take it from there. <laughs> Gloom and doom. Okay. But listen, the thing is, when do you remember when we first started business? Yeah. Okay. Do you remember how exciting it was? It was. Right? It was exciting and it was terrifying. Yes. As well. Exactly. Exactly. But I remember you used to like get really happy, right? At the end of the day, that that adrenaline rush. Yes. You know, that you did it. So there you go. That's positive. Yeah, it's exciting and terrifying to start a business online. On one hand, you know that you are meant to do something in your life and you want to do something for yourself. On the other hand, you know that business in general is a risky proposition for most people who have a job. So basically what you're saying is that people want to take control of their destiny. Yeah, absolutely. That's what you're saying. Yeah, it feels good to take control of your destiny. It does, doesn't it? And I think that's one of the main reasons why people start their own businesses. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Because they don't feel like they have control. Well, you don't. You really don't have control when you're working for someone else. It's all about their thing, right? So as humans, we want to have control all the time. But, ha, 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 <laughs> that's later. We'll get into it. But being in control is a great thing, right? Because it's your destiny. It's where you want to go in life, right? And the good thing is that starting your own business and doing your own thing is is the thing to do. But you got to make that leap first. Yeah, I mean, there's no better time to do it. Exactly. You know, especially for women now. It's like the internet definitely opened up so much for women, especially if they're working from home. Absolutely. They have kids. You know, they, they don't want to leave their kids. Perfect opportunity. It's almost like the revolution is is really still going on, I call it. I really feel like, you know, the internet hasn't really reached its potential for that yet, you know, like it hasn't peaked. There's still so much ahead of us. So taking that leap now to start your own business is, it's, it's, it's even easier. Yeah. yeah. It's also courageous to do that. 
It is. Yeah. I mean, really, if you're working outside and you have that steady thing coming in, starting your own business, I mean, some people just leave their job and they just do it, you know? That takes a lot of courage because it's like now you have nothing backing you up. But a lot of people, they start off slow, which I think is good, right? You start off slow. You're still working outside. You have that paycheck coming in, right? You got to eat. You got to pay the bills. And that's okay. And that's okay too. As long as I, I just feel like as long as you start somewhere, you do something. Five things that we're going to talk about that is going to uh, make your business fail is something that mo- most of us do anyway. Right. I mean, it's not something that we haven't done. It's not something what people are doing right now. Being aware of these things will kind of help you on the, on the track of doing it. Like while you're doing it, hey, I shouldn't be doing this. So it kind of gives you a warning to stop doing what you're doing and to take another course. Right. That's, that's the main reason why we are talking about these topics is because not because we are not doing it ourselves. It's because these are things and the mindset that, that, that we have to have while we're doing it to catch ourselves and, you know, turn to other directions. The first one is creating a strategy that is like a mishmash of many, many other strategies. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's like we do it our life. <laughs> just thinking about it just gives me overwhelmed. It just makes me overwhelmed. Yeah. So most people do this. They start a business and they start collecting information from other gurus, other experts. They, they start collecting information and they create a strategy, huge, humongous strategy for themselves, collected from different gurus and different strategies. And they create this monster of a strategy that just looking at them will make them overwhelmed. They're not going to keep up with it. You can't. I mean, you can't blame them because... Once you've become a marketer online or an internet marketer, you are bombarded with all kinds of enticing opportunities, right? Sometimes the headlines are just too good. The copy is just too good. That's why they're making money. The copy is really good. But here's what we do. We, We kind of get into all their stuff at the same time learn from them, supposedly learning from them, but basically what we're doing is we're collecting those information and thinking how we can monetize on it and we create that big, big mishmash of that big strategy and then we get overwhelmed. Like I said, sometimes we can't blame ourselves because some of these marketers are really good at this. Yeah. Right? I mean, who can refuse an offer like, you know, get 100,000 Instagram followers uh, within a week? Uh, get a, get 10,000 email subscribers with your Facebook ads, build a six-figure online course. They're just too enticing for a marketer not to take a look at it. We think that we're going to miss out if we don't take a look at it, right? Yeah, but, but what we don't understand, though, is this is a big thing, is that that works for – that's their strategy, and that's something that worked for them. So you have to start off differently, you know, a little bit slower, Right. Yeah, the two problems with this is these strategies that you're looking at from these experts, these are effective strategies that are put together in a certain way for a reason. This is for their business. It's not for your business. it's It's not necessarily for your business. There are bits and pieces that you can use in your business, but these are mainly put together for their business. And you're basically taking bits and pieces from there and creating a monster strategy for yourself. 
right? <laughs> make your head explode. The second thing is that you need to know these uh, these shenanigans, these experts out there, they're pros at strategy mixing stuff. They've made enough mistakes in their business that they have effectively selected certain strategy that fits their business. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're experts at that. Mm-hmm. So when you're starting out, you might think that you could use some of their strategies. Yes, you could. But more often, what we do is we take strategies from different gurus, different courses, and then we create something that is blindly kind of put things together without even knowing if it's even good for your business. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what's the solution to that? Like you just gave them all this negative stuff. So what's the solution? Like that's definitely something that if you just take on all these strategies, you're going to get so overwhelmed. There's two things that are going to happen. Your business is going to fail or before it even fails, you're just going to walk away because you're just going to get so overwhelmed. So, so what do you do? I mean, (laughs) it's really simple, right? The solution to that is to have it be aware that you, when you're doing this. So like, in other words, do one thing at a time. Yeah. Do one thing at a time, but you, you, it's, it's at some point you're going to, you're going to see yourself doing it. The solution is to be aware of this problem. Yeah. When you're aware of this problem, you will stop and, and realize that, Hey, this is what I'm doing. Uh, you ask a few questions. Is this really going to help my business grow? Well, you know what another big thing is too. People get trapped into this. They want to do this. So they get, they buy one thing from this guy, one thing from this person and they spend all their money and then they feel like empty because it's not working. And the reason why it's not working is because you can't do all of this at once. In other words, you have to take one thing at a time, learn it and then move on to the next thing. Right. It's like a natural progression. Yeah, the solution is really to have this, be aware of this problem, that you are going to have this problem. Mm-hmm. And if you can catch it while you're doing it and stop it, you'll save time and you'll save a lot of money. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. A lot of money for yourself. Yeah. So the next thing that, that you can do to guarantee failure for your online business is what? Insist on doing every damn thing yourself. I had to say that because yeah. we're so responsible. Wearing multiple hats. Yeah. yeah. We're so, we're so into this thing. Even now, like I have to, you have to catch yourself, you know, like, do I really have to do this? Why don't I just have somebody else do this? Why am I doing this? This is completely taking me off what I want to do. As a small business owner or a, a, as a solo entrepreneur, you sometimes feel that you don't have any other choice other than to do everything yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You're not alone. Yeah. (laughs) Again, this would be a mistake. And if you can catch it right from the beginning, uh, it will really save you a lot of time and it will grow your business much faster. Because if you look at it, uh, it's it's a time factor. In other words, everyone has 24 hours. So money is about how many hours you can add to that one day. If you work for 10 hours a day, and if you add another person to the team who's working 10 hours a day, so your business now has 20 hours. And if you add another person working five hours a day, 
Now your business has 25 hours. So it's huge leverage when you kind of learn how to delegate your work that's needed for your business with other people. So doing everything yourself is, first of all, it's it's not going to work because it's going to burn you down. And secondly, your business is not going to grow that fast just with you. Yeah, exactly. It's not. But the thing is, like, if you're looking at this, like you're just starting out and you're probably thinking, but Abe, Martha, I don't have a lot of money to pay someone else, right? That's what they're thinking. Well, you know what? Online today, I would just say there's two things you can do. You can outsource and there's a lot of people online you can get things done for like five ten bucks five ten bucks is not going to break the bank or you can look to a family member like a wife she has some you know if she has some extra time or maybe an older kid and they can help you with some of this you just have to show them what to do and they'll do it that's just huge leverage for you you know and and it frees you up to to do other things that can bring money into the business instead of like these tasks let me share what what we do in our business when we come to situations like this. If we find that there is a strategy or, or a tactic or, or, or some kind of mundane work that we have to do on a daily basis, mm-hmm. what we do is, yes, for the first few days, we do it ourselves mm-hmm. and then kind of teach another person how to do it. Yeah. And if it works, then we add it to our system. Yes. Yeah. Right? So... If there's something new that, that, that you can implement in your business, yes, by all means, go ahead and do it yourself, learn the basics of it, and then teach another person how to do it and use the time to learn other things, to actually to run your business exactly. instead of just doing things all day. But what are the three things, though? There's three reasons why people don't give don't give the tasks or, or outsource, right? What are the three? The three reasons are... And you can expand on this, but it's control, okay? It's budget and it's procrastination. The first one is huge, right? Control. Yeah, every small business owner needs control. That's one of the reasons why they quit their job is that they don't feel that they don't they have control. So the first business they start, they have they just go crazy with control. Yeah, but that turns into another nine to five job. The, exactly. Basically, controlling everything in your business, it's hard to do. Well, no, the thing is you want too much control is what I'm saying. It's like, like you want to have control, but the reason why you don't want to delegate these things to other people is because you want to keep all the control. You know, yeah. you want to keep all that control instead of saying, all right, you know what? I, I'm not a super person. I can actually make money doing this. I'm going to give it off to someone else. It's like it's it's that mindset you have, the yeah. ego. A wise business person would always try to look for resources that can help his business grow outside of themselves. And they often hire people who are much, much smarter than them. So control, you ha- at one point, you have to get, let go of this control and have other people take responsibilities. Yeah. And as an entrepreneur, basically your job is to find those people and put those things together and make something happen. Yeah. Absolutely. Not to do everything yourself. Well, the, the second thing I said was budget, right? Now, this is the thing. People are like, oh, but I'm just starting my business. Whenever you start a business, you have to have some kind of budget, right? Because there's always something you have to spend money on, right? If you're finding the money for these courses, you can find the money to help you with with tasks in your business, right? So what do you say to that? 
It's like I say you should have at least $100 to $200 a month for a budget. What do you think? You think that's too much? No. If you have $100 a month when you're starting off a business just for your marketing, that can, that can take you, you know, that $100 can make you $200 and then you can increase on that. You definitely have to have a budget to market your business, to maintain your business and to hire other people to do it for you. You definitely have to have it. It amazes me when people get into all kinds of businesses, spending literally tens of thousands of dollars and then not having, not keeping enough money for their monthly budget to market it. That is, <laughs> that, I mean, that amazes me because in traditional business, it doesn't work that way. If you're going into a traditional business, you're always thinking about, okay, I have a million dollars to spend on starting a business, uh, an offline business, and I also need at least a line of credit, yeah. at least something to market your business on a monthly basis. Exactly. That's a given thing on, on tr with traditional businesses, but I don't understand why a lot of people who come into online businesses, they just conveniently forget that. And then what happens is that they're sitting with an opportunity that costs them a lot of money and they don't have enough capital to market it. I've seen that so many times. Yeah, it's crazy. So you have to have a budget, especially even if it's like, you know, if a marketing or even if, you know, um, you want to have some writing done, whatever it is, you need to have some kind of budget. Absolutely. And if you go into a business, you know, people, like you said, they think they go into an online business and they think, all right, I got the business. It's easy. Yeah, but nobody knows about it. What good is it? You're not going to make any money, right? So it's kind of silly not to think that. So, so a big mistake that people make is they don't think they, they need money for anything. And even if you're just starting out and you do. Now, the third one I mentioned, Abe, was huge. And this is really, really big. Procrastination. Everyone is going to procrastinate. Yeah. That's a given. You are going to procrastinate at some things because you don't love to do everything in your business. Sometimes you keep things in the back burner. We do it all the time. Mm -hmm. That's another reason why, you know, you should, you should diversify. You should delegate your, your, your stuff that needs to be done in your business right from the start. Because you know if you take everything on, you are going to procrastinate some things that is needed mm -hmm. um, in your business on a daily basis or a weekly basis, whatever. Yeah. But procrastination also is a mindset. It's almost like it's, it's the fear kicking in. You know, fear of, of not succeeding is what causes procrastination also. You know, it's not just like you said, you said that procrastination is because you have too much on your plate to do, but it's also that fear of not succeeding that actually keeps you from doing the things that you have to do. Yeah. So you have to look at it both ways. Okay. So. You know, so there we gave, well, I think we gave the answers to that. Yeah. So you know? we suggest that when you start a business, you have this mindset of running a, a company, a huge company. Mm -hmm. Even when you're starting as a solo entrepreneur, you still, you're still running your business like a company. In your mind, you have departments. In your mind, you're, you're delegating it to other people. In your mind, you're looking for talents and resources that can help you grow your business. So that's something that, that's the mindset you have to have from the beginning. Yeah, because you're the CEO of your own business, right? Yeah. So what do CEOs do? That's exactly what they do. Exactly. They're always exactly. on the lookout for people, places, things. And talent. And talent mm -hmm. and resources that can help 
boost their business. It's going to boost their business and boost that person. Exactly. So it's a double, it's a double whammy, I guess you could call it. Now, the next thing, if you want to set yourself up for failure, this is a big one, okay? Make it all about you, okay? Even though you should. Yeah. Right? It's all about you. Big thing, big mindset here. It happens a lot for people who are starting a business because they're passionate about something and passion is only going to take you so far. Exactly. A passion, a passion is going to give you a good blog, but you, it, a passion is not necessarily going to monetize that blog or that product that you're selling because you don't know what the market wants. You got to ask the market what it wants. Okay. What's more important, the blog or the audience? Well, the blog might be a passion project for you when you start start off but eventually it's a, it becomes when it becomes a business you want to know what the market wants it's not just about you it's about the market but without the audience you're not going to make money so that's what i'm saying it's exactly. like it, you got to think guys is it you know as an example you have a good blog but is it the blog of the audience you have to know what the market wants right so you have to so what would you do if you really want to know like we've done this in the past Right. We've done email campaigns, asking people what they want. What else, you know, what else could people do? I mean, there's so many things out there that you can do now that doesn't even cost a lot of money. It's simple. You just ask them what they want. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there are so many methods you can use. You can use surveys Uh uh, to ask them of their opinion. Uh, You can ask them. You can even uh, actually create a prototype product and then ask them, hey, this is my product. Would you pay $25 $25 for it. I've gotten emails like that. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Would, would you pay $25? Just just give me a yes or a no. Yeah. People love to give opinions. So you can, be, and especially if it's online, if it's not face-to-face, they will give you their, uh, their opinion. Oh, people love to give their opinions. Absolutely. They love right. to tell you how they feel. But the thing is, it doesn't have to cost money. You can even have like a regular social media page and just ask a question. I've seen people do this too. Definitely. That just ask, what do you think about this? And they get like two, three, four, five, up to a thousand responses. That's enough to give you um, a sense of what people are looking for. Smart marketers are always asking questions. Exactly. They always, uh, if they have an email list, they're always emailing their subscribers, asking them of uh, of their opinions uh, on a certain thing. And people love to answer those emails. You can collect a lot of data. Mm-hmm. from the information that you're getting. Exactly. It's not all about you when you are starting to monetize. It's it's about the market that you're playing in. And you have several means of getting what the market wants. Yeah. I mean, you have to do what your passion is. But the thing is, how you do it, um, sometimes you have to take a little twist and a turn because, I mean, I mean, what are you in business for? You're in business to make money. So, again, you want to give what the audience wants. It's not about you all the time. It is about other people. That's why you're in business, to help other people. And fail to make that connection, you will fail to deliver what they want. And if you fail to deliver what they want, uh, you're not going to have any customers. Yeah. <laughs> so without that, goodbye. So here's another one. It kind of goes, I think this this next one actually kind of goes along with that one. In, in a way, it does. Because it kind of leads to not giving the market what they want. And this is... Try to be a second-rate someone else. In other words, do you want to model someone or do you want to be like someone? Or do you want to be that person? Do you know what I'm saying? So that's a big thing. 
What do you think about that? You mean like imitating someone? Exactly. Imitating someone who is already already up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It happens a lot. It happens a lot in our in our field. Uh, there are gurus, there are experts out there, and you get enamored by their personality, by their delivery style, mm-hmm. or even by their success, and you think you can duplicate that, and you start acting that way. A lot of people do that, and but that's not that's not what marketing is all about. It's marketing is all about how unique you are, so that you can stand out in the marketplace. Exactly. If you are not yourself, I'm going to tell you. I and I tell the and I tell. Uh, this is this even goes to like a personal thing too it's not just in business if you are not yourself people are going to pick up on that right away they just pick up on it and they completely repel you so being yourself with integrity is a huge thing and not trying to be like someone else you know like a big thing today too like influencers everybody wants to be an influencer but unless you're yourself you're not going to influence anybody exactly Right. Otherwise, you're just going to look like everyone else. So mm-hmm. all that effort that you put into uh, modeling someone else. Uh, modeling is not a bad, bad idea. Uh, if you're starting off, uh, you can actually create success by modeling. And there are so many proofs out there. But modeling is not about taking a certain personality and in, in kind of imitating it. Modeling is about taking their stra- strategy behind uh, what they're doing, and then having your own strategy, it does work. But well, but here's the thing: in other words, you know, be authentic, be uh, to be unique. Well, you can model it; just change it to fit you. That's the thing. So exactly. you have to have a strong attitude to do that, right? You have to have a certain kind of of being to be that way. And there's nothing wrong with that, actually, because sometimes, like, there's there are people that aren't even like doing business anymore, or they're kind of like not in the limelight. So you would call that like a classical thing and you can kind of revitalize that and that that model of that person and be that certain way, but never try to take over and be exactly what they are because that's right. a huge mistake. And again, if you do that, it's just not going to work for you. It's it so doesn't obvious. Work. It's, it's so obvious, obvious and people are going to pick up. Okay. Exactly. All right. Number five, it's, it's refusing to make real sacrifices in your business. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. People think, you know, oh, I, I really feel like sometimes if things don't work out for people, that it's, they weren't really, really prepared to make the sacrifices. Bottom line, I'm not going to, you know, sugarcoat it. You have to be willing to make the sacrifice. And what do you think about this? I always feel like if a person really isn't ready to make the sacrifices needed, it's because, and I know this is like a typical thing, but what's your why? You know, like, what are you really doing this for? If you don't really have an exact reason or ex- an exact why, then the sacrifices aren't going to come, right? Because don't you think if you're, if you're really strong on why you want to do something, you'll just naturally make the sacrifice. It's like, this is what I need to do. This is what I want. This is the end game here. So what do I need to do? You know, right? Don't you feel that way? I think people have good intentions and they are willing to sacrifice according to the, their uh, their means. Uh, but it's all about putting the work in every day. Yeah, absolutely. You know, building uh, building a business takes time. It takes money and it takes energy. More than anything, it takes uh, a lot of time and energy. 
right? So you need to be able to, you need to be disciplined. It's all about perseverance, yes. right? If you stick to it, it, sometimes it's very hard. Sometimes you, won't, you don't feel like doing it. But like you said, if you think about the why that might motivate you, that might inspire you to take, get your ass off, in, 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 off the bed and, and do something exactly. or get your ass off from in front of the TV. So I was just going to say, something. when you said that, get your ass off, I was like, um, maybe uh, sacrificing is a big thing. Like some people have a hobby that they need to do every day or once a week. You know, sometimes it's like you got to put that on the back. It's a hobby. It's going to be there. Right. If you really enjoy doing it, you're going to go back to it. Sometimes you have to work evenings and weekends. You can't go out to dinner. You know, you're going to sacrifice some time with your mate, you know, whoever that is, or with your kids, not going to some family functions because it takes you off the, it just takes you off that path of what you have to do, the focus. As and entrepreneurs, when you're on a flow, yeah, uh, try and keep up that flow because that flow might not last for long. It might last for a month yeah. at the most, uh -huh. but the work that you do and the energy and, and your focus that you, you put in for that month will pay off for months to come, Dividends. sometimes yeah. years to come. So when you feel that you're getting into a flow, mm -hmm. uh, realize that, hey, I'm on a flow right now and I'm not going to let anything distract me. And that focus is is the main thing. Yeah. So yeah, a <laughs> lot of people, like I said, they, when when you start off, especially with an online business, mm -hmm. they're always looking for the easy way out. Yes, you need leverage. Online business itself is leverage because where else can you sit at home and, and make money while you sleep? Well, that <laughs> making money while you sleep is a great thing. But people, the people that are making money while they sleep, they have sacrificed a lot and put a lot of work into that. Yes. So they, that's why they are. They don't realize, they look at the headline, you know, make money while you sleep, yeah. and they think that's pretty much what it is. Yeah. I'm, I'm making money while I'm sleeping, but, but they're not willing to make the real sacrifices for that to happen. Mm -hmm. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you want to recap? Here are five things to do if you want to fail in online business. We have all done this before, mm -hmm. and the reason why we're doing this is just to be aware of these things that can slow us down, maybe take a different course while we're doing it, just to catch ourselves doing it and then uh, correcting it. The number one is creating a strategy that's like a mishmash of many, many strategies, making a monster strategy for yourself that you're so overwhelmed to even start doing it. You know, just looking at the strategy, you feel like procrastinating. Okay. You want to give up already. <laughs> exactly. So make it simple, as simple as possible. Your business is just starting out. It's just one little strategy to start off with. And then while you're into it, you can actually tweak the strategy or add on more stuff that you can handle. Exactly. Number two is insisting on doing every damn thing yourself. Good luck. <laughs> That's what yeah. Right from the start, think of it as a company and run it as a company in your in your head so eventually you're going to you're going to you're going to be looking for people talents networks that can help you get your things done without you having to waste spend all of your energy doing it yourself number well, 3 number 3 is making it all about you not knowing the marketplace it's all about you your ego uh, your ego your passion you know passion is only going to get you so far 
I mean, you're passionate about things because if you're not getting any response from your from the market, your passion eventually wears out. <laughs> right? It goes so, to market. So your passion is ignited by the response from your marketplace. So exactly. always know what the marketplace wants, what people want, people are asking for, and exactly. give them give them that. Number four. Number four is try not to imitate other people. Try try not to be a second rate someone else. Be unique. Be authentic. If you stick with your authenticity, eventually people are going to get used to you. And that's the bottom line. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with modeling someone, but be yourself doing it. Exactly. Take that- the good points and then, you know, the rest make it yourself. And last but not the least is refusing to make real sacrifices. Big one. Refusing to make big sacrifices. When you're getting into something, take a look at not just the opportunities in that in that business, but also what do I what sacrifices do I need to make to make those opportunities a reality? Take that as a reminder to yourself and make sure that you're prepared to make those sacrifices for your business. Yeah, because that's a big one. And I think that um, people look at short term, it's like, oh, I've got to sacrifice this. But you know what? If you look at, if you think about the long term, the little sacrifices you make now, the reward is going to be a thousand times better later on. That's where you have to look at it. Look ahead. Well, this wrap up, guys. I want to thank everybody for spending time with us. And I hope that you got some value out of this. I hope it helps. We publish one episode per week, and if you'd like to get notified of our upcoming episodes, there are several ways that you're going to do that. You are going to listen on a platform like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or any other podcast platform out there. Just click the subscribe button. Or, even better, easier, visit webpreneurmedia.com and subscribe to our newsletter, podcast email, And you'll get notified every time a new episode is out there right away. Thank you for tuning in, guys, and have a wonderful day ahead. Be intentional with your business and have a real, rich, and meaningful life. You've just listened to the Intentional Entrepreneurs Podcast with your host, Abe and Martha Chayan. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play, or visit intentionalentrepreneurs.net to catch our next episode.